Hello and welcome to the Well Red Beard podcast. It is week three of me, the Well Red Beard, taking over. I am joined today by the ghost of Trey's mistakes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Oh, I got such a special guest on the line right now. One of, if not the most top requested Well Red guests of all time, the skinny bumpkin himself, the gutter bumpkin, DJ Lewis, my partner on End of the Abiscuit. What's up, buddy? Not much, man. Um, just hanging out, enjoying the day. I had I had a very, very, very interesting uh, experience earlier. At, this dog is stinking so bad. But, dude, we were up here, and it's crazy how you can watch, like, the storms roll across the mountains, like, where we're at right now. Like, you came up here. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's, it's wild. This Blue Ridge is just beautiful this part of blue ridge is just amazing and well let's thorough. tell people where you're at exactly well okay finish your finish your anecdote as it were well i was just saying it. i'm like i'm over here and i'm watching it and uh it's rolling over the mountains and like i could see like you know the fog where where, where the humidity is coming out of the trees and it's like this crazy fog's coming up while the the storm's rolling this way and the thunder and the lightning and just like, man, I'm just like, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, this is great. And I feel, and I'm hugging on Sid and I'm like, this is great. And I look over and she's just fucking terrified. She's just looking at me like, oh my God, we're going to die. What, Why'd you, know you what bring I mean? me here? Why did you? Yeah, yeah, I totally forgot that she had like storm anxiety. And I don't think, like we've been in storms before in tents and certainly in cars and stuff but i don't think we've ever been like right here like in its face just sitting on a porch just checking it out even though i gotta say man when we was in that trailer good god that motherfucker used to get rocked by storm so i don't know if it was that bad but she was definitely I totally forgot that she had storm anxiety. She tried to burrow into me, and I was like, "Oh man, you're not having fun at all." Oh my oh, god, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, give Well Red Nation an update. You are in North Carolina. I am in North Carolina. Uh, I'm kind of outside of Franklin and uh, in that in that area of Blue Ridge, and um, I Wait. am current. You're in Georgia. I am in Georgia, but we have a place in Franklin, North Carolina. Right. Okay. Right. You're currently in Georgia. You're moving but to I'm place current. Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I work in Georgia. I well, think I work. Red Nation has heard some about it. You, you ventured off to the Great White North for the winter, which is not what most people do in terms of seasonally. No, no. But I think, man, if you have an opportunity to do something like that, and you're just like, man, like maybe it was like just having that post-pandemic just case of the mad fuckets. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have heard so many stories of people being like, yeah, man, COVID hit. We got a bus. We yeah. didn't know where the fuck we was going. We were stuck in South Florida burning up. You know what I mean? Like, it's 
it's I guess it's a more common story now than not, but uh but yeah, it is it, it, it was adventurous and it certainly wasn't uh abnormal. Right. right. Andy and I almost did that, the bus thing. We ended up not doing it for a variety of reasons. Mostly because she didn't want to let the house in LA go and we couldn't afford to do both. Uh, we will be joined today, ladies and gentlemen, by the lovely Karma Morales. Uh, she has just texted me and asked me for a link. Let me be rude and send that. So, DJ, what are you doing now? Tell the folks what's going on in your life. I am currently working uh, at a an animal sanctuary. Uh, they do like, uh, well, they do a lot of things actually there. And, uh, it was really funny how I got the, uh, I have like Nessie, my goat was my resume. Like, I don't have any experience in this kind of stuff except for Nessie, but like we did a really damn good job with Nessie, who is a, a goat who is like, who was an inside goat who we are uh, actually rehabilitating to get uh, introduced into a herd. And uh, so Renessi's in rehab right now. She got too addicted to being a human and you guys are trying to rehab her from that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. Because and, and which would have been like, you know, something we would have done. It was, it was crazy how everything just, uh, just kind of like, like spiraled into this thing. Like I, we were going to keep her there at the, it was either get another goat and get a whole bunch of other goats or it was just, you know, travel with her and stay with her all the time and make your life. You know what I mean? And then when we got the opportunity to work on that project. We knew we'd be living in a cabin. We knew that it was going to be all right for like a goat to live there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a, and a dog to live there. So we were just like, fuck it. We'll see what happens. So about halfway through, I think. That was we were your like, standard when you went up north for winter. It was like, could a goat live in this cabin? Yeah, that's exactly it, man. That's exactly it. Like, 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 if the goat could come, we were we weren't gonna go. But because the goat could go, and it was like, you know, she was just she's just a year old now. Yeah. So it's like it's like we don't know anything about raising goats or like what they're like, what their psychology is like. Like we were kind of learning, getting some off the internet, and there's all kind of. Like, there's nobody doing... I mean, there are now people invested in it and, like, studying goats and all that stuff and, like, just herd mentality impacts, you know, livestock. Um, a lot more of, of that's going on now than, than there were before, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just wild. So you, you adopt this goat and then also near the same time you take off for the Great White North... Um, to work on an art project and uh -huh. that you know you didn't that was ended yeah and uh you're back now in the south but you're not where you were would the goat would you say the goat is what spurred you to move to the mountains yeah a hundred percent it was definitely we were definitely like when we were in minnesota we were definitely like whatever happens it's not right to, to to domesticate these animals. And I, and I don't know like what all is out there. I know a lot of people, they see them and they see us with ours and she's beautiful and she's rad and she's everything. 
uh, we were ignorant and said, okay, we didn't go buy this goat. You know, this is a rescue goat from the beginning. We just didn't know it was, you know what I mean? We just well, didn't I've know. I've been doing stand-up with DJ, as you guys know, uh, and you should come see us. You can go to Drew Morgan Comedy for tickets. We still have shows. Uh, uh, right now you can get tickets for Chattanooga this Friday, the 10th, and you can get tickets for Birmingham the 22nd. We'll be adding a lot of shows, including but not limited to Bristol, Knoxville, uh, somewhere in West Virginia. Uh, Pennsylvania, I think it's Erie, Pennsylvania. I haven't decided yet. Athens and Atlanta. Anyway, I've been listening to your set, and you did rescue the goat. It's funny because you literally re- you saved the goat. Yeah, well, yeah. Honestly, Andrea stole the goat. If you want, right. if it's it, uh, right. but it's like yeah. some, some animals are rescues and some are felonies. Yeah, right, right, right. And I don't even know if that. I mean, I know that that's a serious law in some countries. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a that's like that is a high fence or some in, in in some realms. But uh yeah, man. Uh yeah. So yeah, the whole thing is just it's just so yeah, when we were in when we were living in, in Minnesota, we had a real yeah, this just isn't and I guess it should seem like common sense, but like when you're around her, it's it's so crazy she's just she gets right in the car she rides in you you're on trails you're walking with her you know what i'm saying she's fine like in the house so long as like she's got stuff to just kind of browse and eat at and she can see she's fine but the thing is like with the her mentality you can't just leave her she can't you can't leave her alone like and the way that their stomachs work with the rumen and stuff like if they're just in one place like crying because they're lonely which they do i mean they literally can die of loneliness and that is <laughs> a scar that i you know, i can't handle like i've got enough baggage you know what i'm saying fucking <laughs> dude like breaking the heart of a baby goat you know what I mean? not i can't do that I can't do this. No. Because I already have, like, it's weird, man. When you have animals, especially if you have enough animals and, like, you're an animal person, there's always this thing that comes, and if you've had animals in your life, like, they're, okay, so, like, with Duke, I struggle in my mind on a daily basis of, like, oh, man, dude, I wonder if we waited too late to put him down. Like, he had cancer and shit, like, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like, to this day, like, I struggle with that shit. Like, dude, so, like, thinking that some, like, Nessie was dying of loneliness in a field somewhere, I couldn't deal with that. So what we did was we were just looking for sanctuaries, and uh, we were like, look, we'll do whatever it takes to make this happen. And uh, then we had some friends who lived up here in the mountain and already had other friends who were in involved in that world, actually. Like, you in know, the with goat the chain- sanctuary business. Well, we're just in the animal rescue uh, livestock, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and uh, so there's like this group of people who live uh, around this area who just who just do that. And there's like, uh, so now we are trying to rehabilitate uh, Nessie, but at the same time, 
they're taking in animals. So like, it's pretty cool. Right now, there's like, so there's show goats around here. And one thing about it is, I guess maybe there's the reason why there are so many sanctuaries around here is because there's also so many farms around here. So right. you've all the time got this like, so this, so this, these one breeders, they got show goats, right? And this one show goat, this breed of show goat is like $3,000, man. A For goat. a goat. For a goat, right? Hey, could you do me a favor and take that uh, bandana off your neck? It's hitting your microphone, baby. Uh, um, okay, so I think I understand what you're saying. The area you moved into has got a lot of farms. And the farm situation is such that some farms are on the show goat end of, far of things. Some farms are just functional. And if a goat got sick there, I guess they'd just, you know, eat it. And then you've got sanctuary farms. Is that kind of, is that latter one? And maybe the first one. I mean, is that like a high end? What am I trying to say? Not that necessarily they're all rich people, but I would imagine people who have show goats and people who rescue goats got a little bit of land that, they're just kind of doing whatever they want in their life. Buddy, man, yes, it's that's exactly it's, it's gotta be that. You've got to have you got to be on some some you gotta be on some type of schedule that like is flexible, right? You got to have time. You have to have dude, and you have land, to have the money. I would imagine. Uh, huh? A lot of land. Yeah, you gotta have the land, the space. Uh and I mean like you could keep like you, know, you could keep a couple of goats in a in a cabin, you know what I mean? But like that's not it's, uh, I don't know. It's I wouldn't advise it. I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah, I don't think that uh, having goats in a cabin is the way forward. Mm -mm. Last time I saw you in a cabin with the goat was up in the Great White North, and I think that goat was trying to cook itself. Yeah, it definitely was. It was definitely very much attracted to the to the wood stove and. Uh, yeah, dude, that whole thing was crazy. But like, but yeah, but I think it was cool because like it did put us in a position where we were like, okay, it doesn't matter what happened, like what we have to do to to get this goat what she needs to get. You know, I don't even, I don't even like at that point, dude. When we were over there, like I remember thinking, dude, like I would just and I might too still just go live out in a in a tent up on the side of the mountain. With these goats, like when we get this new baby goat, so you're just like, going full on goat king. Yeah, I'm not goat there. king, but like, man, I'm, like I feel like I feel like not like Jane Goodall or anything like that. I'm not like saying, but I said like I have uh, I established a rapport with my goat to the fact to the point where I feel like if with another goat that we could, you know, you know, assimilate together, and then, dude, who knows, man, with like an Airbnb. Or something like you could add in, like, hey, like a go, goat motel, like a goat motel where you could go goat hiking through the Appalachian Trail. You could, you know what I mean, go goat canoeing. Now, I want to ask something that it might offend you, but I'm genuinely curious your thoughts on this. So, I like goat yoga, I think it's always with baby goats, and they post pictures on Instagram and it looks really cute. And people are like, I want to try that. Look how cute the baby goats are, right. Yeah, that, but that's not that that's not right? uh that is what you see a lot of on uh on on So, so I don't internet. wanna do that, but I guess I understand that people wanna like get their goop on and like get oh. an Instagram photo. Why would anyone want to stay in a goat motel? Give me your sales pitch right here. 
Well Red Beard Podcast exclusive. Uh, DJ Lewis, the Goat Wrangler. Give me the sales pitch of this Goat Motel Airbnb Goat Hiking. I'm 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 perusing through the internet. I'm going to Appalachia for a week. I'm going to get away from it all. Why would I choose the Goat Airbnb versus the No Goat Airbnb? Well, let me let me first uh, clear up uh, a little a, a little bit of that myth of the goat yoga. I want to go back to that. Like, that's all right, we're gonna team. go back to that right after this break. We're gonna go to a break, and when we get back, DJ Lewis is gonna dispel the myth of goat yoga. Okay. And we're back. We are with the goat wrangler himself, DJ DJ Lewis. Um, my podcast partner on Into the Abyss. This is Well Red Beard number three. And DJ, go ahead. Tell us uh, what's up with goat yoga. All right. Yeah, it's true that you do see a lot. And, and there are different, like, there are different, almost uh, different styles of goat yoga. Like, you'll see a lot more of it on uh, on uh, the Instagram. Of course, it's, it's cuter when you have little baby goats jumping all over you and I stuff like that. that's all I've seen is baby goats. Yeah, right. That, right. Because I don't think that the, I, I'm not necessarily sure the other type, I'm sure it's out there that you can see it. But uh, it's funny that you should bring yeah, that up because want, like those regular goats weigh about a hundred. Like I'm yeah. not trying to get a hundred and twenty pound Billy on my back. When I'm doing exactly, that. I'm exactly. So exactly. So it's not like that. It's it's different than that. And it's funny that you should bring it up because we're about to get trained to do this other style oh, down style here of, of goat yoga. What's the okay? Wait, wait. What's the the first style is baby goats jumping on your back? That's what you see it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Y'all okay, doing and the yoga style and you're it, gonna learn then is what? I don't know yet. It's like some secret. I don't know, man. I listen. You sign up for goat yoga, goat happy hour. I can tell you what what happens there. Yoga happens at, at that at the goat happy hour. You just sit you sit there in the lock. You were there this in the is barn the thing area. That you are currently involved in a goat happy hour. Yes. All right, let me review, break it down for people who are a little lost, uh, and also to catch Carmen up, who I'm going to add to the stream now. Uh, we are joined today hey. by Goat Wrangler DJ Lewis. I'm going to give a quick review, and then you guys can say your hellos. DJ is, uh, for those of you, I almost said just joining us like this was a radio show. Um, <laughs> but for those of you who are like, wait, what happened? DJ had a rescue goat, and he was looking for a place to – rehome the goat in a goat sanctuary to rehab it because it got addicted to being a human, Carmen. And since it was addicted to being a human, it now has to go to rehab to learn how to just be a regular goat again. So in looking for these places, DJ found a place that he thought he could rehome the goat where it would get taken in by a goat herd. Goats need to be with other goats. They can literally die of loneliness. And DJ didn't want that on his karma, on his soul. He couldn't have that. So he and Dre go to rehome the goat. When they go to rehome the goat, one of the things people were most impressed by is that they had kept a goat this small and sensitive alive this long. And so all these goat farmers were like, how the hell did you do that? And DJ was like, buddy, love and time. And this motherfucker rides in a car. This motherfucker runs on trails. This motherfucker knows. Hey, yeah, yeah. We're going to give you a job. Yeah. And so yeah. now DJ has multiple jobs, is my understanding, on a few farms, taking care of animals, including but not limited to living with the goats that he is also trying to introduce Nessie 
too. Now, what is about to happen, Carmen? I, if you have questions, I'll give you a few moments. But after your questions are over, what is about to happen is DJ is going to dispel the myth of goat yoga and explain to us about real goat yoga, not the bullshit goop goat. I can't. I can't though. I can't. Th I can't do that though. Like, because I haven't. I haven't even gone to the instruction. It's like we're, I'm supposed to go to the class or whatever. Yeah, and do that, but like I haven't, I haven't gone. Well, you know, right, Instagram uh, goat yoga is bullshit, but you're gonna. I'm not saying it's bullshit. It. I'm just saying it's a different style. Okay. Like so they they well, they do it. Just, different. They they do yoga and then just the goats step on them and shit. Like is that, I mean <laughs> yeah, with baby. Like. <laughs> yeah, with baby with with the baby goats. I'm not necessarily sure what they do with the bigger goats. I I mean maybe they use them to prop themselves up. Like, I don't know. Like, they're heavy, though. They're big goats. I mean, they're heavy goats. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like. I think it was like the, the what I saw was like they were like miniature goats. And then they're like, while you're doing some pose, a goat stands on you. And I think the whole point is like, oh, there's a cute goat, too. Is that supposed to just help you relax? Is there a purpose for this fucking goat besides it being adorable? <laughs> I guess it is the goat functional. Is it just <laughs> Is it no, just to be like, oh. no, there's not. No, dude, Neil, dude, you just, you, you, dude, I cannot tell you. Oh, shit. Get that. that there she is right there. That's Nessie. Nessie! Uh, yeah, there she is. Yeah, she's, she's eating some headphones. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely not functional. Like, uh, like, uh, I mean, except for, the function of the goatness, you know, because even baby goats have a bait, they, a, a, you know, the just the beat, the, you know, the goatness of the baby goat, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than that, no, absolutely useless. I will say this, though. <laughs> I, just absolutely. And like our, our goat, like, it's nothing, it's such a pain in the ass because it's not good for anything other than the fact that we just love it. Like yeah, just yeah. the bond, like totally not. I mean, I don't, I, I don't even know how to explain the relationship other than it's like, well, it's definitely a burden I can't throw away. But like, man, yeah, getting on this sanctuary, it had to happen because it's just not functional, especially yeah. in a bus. But with yeah. the goat yoga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> this roadie fucking sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All he's yeah. doing is eating the wires every single one. Yeah. Yes, yes, dude. yes. Everything a terror, man. A terror. Eating trash, having no consideration for others, stanking. You that just, you just cool. have a comedian. That, that goat is saving the planet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the goat is is a comedian that has four legs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's and that's a uh, but. But I will say for and and, and there with therapeutic goats and rehabbed goats, uh, I have definitely seen They're licensed. Wow, I didn't know that. I don't think you can. Can you get a license for that? Now I know I mean, the. I don't, does the goat have the license? The goat's the therapist, right? Isn't that the you're saying? I don't think there's been enough. I think you just go to the chamber of commerce mm. or whatever mm. down better here. The mm. better business bureau. You, you you fill out a couple forms and they're like, yes. Yeah, How are good they going to fill out the forms? They got hooves. How are they going to fill out those forms? Do you have to do it for them? 
Uh, yes, absolutely. Well, I just didn't dude, know if it was covered in the ADA where it was like, you know, people, you know, things with hooves can't write. So you got to get a, you got to get a frustrating sign. DJ. He's like, listen, I didn't get into goat wrangling to do fucking paperwork. Farming. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's that, funny? That's you know, definitely not my part of it. I'm, I'm, I'm the goat whisperer, not the goat writer. <laughs> you usually say therapy goats. And for some reason, therapy goat sounds fine. But this time you said therapeutic goat. Yeah. And for some reason, I was like, nah, I think you need to go to school for that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is going to school now? This is the most educated goat I've ever heard of. That's what we call it, goat school. She's like learning how to be a goat because she ain't never been a goat. She ain't never been even seen a goat before about a couple, uh, about a month ago. First time she ever seen a goat. Y'all got and we're her addicted to houses. Well, we didn't know what the fuck we was doing, man. We had no fucking idea. Oh yeah, Carmen. Also, they stole the goat from <laughs> an insane person. Right? Wasn't he? Wasn't he the Nazi guy? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, in fact, he was very much that. And so, Dude, Drace, you, you did the opening of I the mean, Glorious the goat's Bastards, white. I don't know but why for was... a goat, you saved the goat. Yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. And it was just yeah. you and Nessie running yeah. across the field. <laughs> yes, yes, Corbin, yes. And now we're totally trauma bonded. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't care what I have to give up. Like, I need this goat to go flourish, and it's goat, and it's just goat heaven. Oh, and it's, what a good goat dad. You want your yeah, goat to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think with that alone, like being down here on these farms where they have rescues and stuff, they're just like, yeah, come on over here. Work with our goats. Like, we want to, we want to, you know, because – Nessie does. She does all kind of tricks and like she rides in a car real good. So you can drive her to go hiking through, through trails and stuff. And like, it's really cool to go hiking with goats, man. It's fucking rad. It's fucking, it's, it's the best. There's people listening right now who are, who are processing that DJ's better to this goat than their partners are to them. And I want to say to you guys, leave that partner. That, that is true for some of you, and you should leave that. You deserve to be treated the way DJ Lewis treats a goat. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, maybe then you, because now I just imagine you on this goat farm, and you got a, you know, you got like a little golf cart, and then Nessie just rides side saddle, and then she's just helping you teach the other goats how to not be too goaty, but maybe make yes. like a goat hybrid, like a goat human hybrid, you know, like yeah, you used to have them yes. in the mythological times. Maybe she didn't transition into full human, but maybe yes. you know, she could be like, dude, it could be so much more chill if you guys just. Like we're a little less goaty, a little bit more yeah. chill. Yes. Hands. yes. She's like, I watch TV, bro. I like, and I like it. You guys could too. She does. Maybe we can DJ. get a TV in the barn. This Dude, is she like, loves pizza and Taco Bell. Like, there's nothing wrong with that shit. <laughs> Dude, this is perfect. He's like, because... that bitch eats tires if you love it. Like, yeah. It's also perfect because, DJ, I feel like the first part of your career, you were trying to teach the world to be a little bit more gutter and trying mm. to teach the gutter to be a little, a little bit less felonious. And mm. now you're doing the same thing with the goat. We have brought up before, <laughs> not on Well Read, Carmen, I do wonder if DJ's presence in the goat's life is making her the whole, like you just mentioned it. She's riding in the golf cart. Mm. You know, she's getting regular food. I do wonder if they're going to shun her because they're like, this stuck up bitch is riding oh, around. Yeah. I don't know how to climb mountains even. Well, that's why 
that's why I'm about to pitch a, a, a pitch a ten up on yonder and just stay in the stay in the in the in the field for a couple of days. Stay on that side of the so mountain. You're for gonna a become days. a goat. DJ couldn't get the goat yeah, to become a human. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're gonna be the hybrid. Maybe Nessie converts you. Dude, we've been calling DJ Pan for oh. years. Pan, <laughs> go, man. DJ got a flute too. You got that flute on you, boy? <laughs> what was that? The Okarana or whatever that okay I should have learned some songs on that bitch. What happened Hell to you? Yeah. You used to wear it around your neck and blow it when you got excited. Yeah, no, I think I got lost in it. Yeah, I, thought, I think I think I lost it in the river. Lost actually. in the creek. Yeah, I lost my turtle in the creek. I got upset. We've all lost something to the creek, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Hey, great point, and that reminds me, Carmen. I wanted to ask you mostly because we wanted to call you Farming Carmen. Have you ever? She <laughs> 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 so was great. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't know if you really want to be a farmer, but you love. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a big piece of land. I'll hire somebody to run it, but I just yeah. yeah. DJ, hire yeah, him. I'll come get it. Yeah. yeah, he gets up early. He likes to sleep with animals, not in the weird way, but in the like you know, in yeah, the yeah, tent. Yeah. Carmen, yeah. have you ever spent any time on a farm? You grew up in Orlando, right? Yeah, there's no farm action. Proper there. I've Orlando. I've been to a farm. Yeah, I've been to a farm, but I ain't never as a field trip. Or... Did you go to farms as field trips? We went to a petting farm yeah. thing as a field trip. That was about it, though. That always blew our mind when we saw it on movies, mm-hmm. people raising the country. It was like, so wait, what? They just gather up all the kids and go show them a fucking farm? What is that? <laughs> what a scam, right? <laughs> you just take all these city mice and go, look look what you guys can't, uh, you don't have. Look at that. Yeah, Simmons used to have that bit about solitude. (laughs) Greg Fitzsimmons used to have that bit about playing a uh, a prom out in the middle of nowhere, and they were Mm -hmm. like, "You ever seen a cow? What do you mean you never seen a cow? You've never seen it. Let's take him to see a cow. You've never seen a cow." He's like, "Yeah, I've never seen a cow. You ever seen a crackhead trying to get off the elevator? We're just different. That's all." (laughs) (laughs) We just see different things. That's all. I always yeah. wonder what it would be like to grow up in Washington D.C. Like, where the fuck do you go for your to eighth grade field trip, finger bang somebody on a bus? Like, how do you get that out of your system if you grew up in D.C.? You know. I mean, you still do it at the Lincoln Monument. Everybody knows that. Yeah, it's way more valid. places to hide. I don't think it changes just because it's closer. That's a good. Want to make sure it's you see it. Easier actually now that I think about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe accidentally find the secret. Well, you know, a button they get you down in the basement or whatever. Yeah. yeah really get it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, what's it? What is it? The, uh, um, oh man, the, the with the eye and the, the thing, the triangle, what is it? The, the Illuminati. Yeah. Get an Illuminati finger. Yeah. 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 Me and DJ just lit up. Our third eye just opened. We got excited. <laughs> we said the yeah. concert. We were like, you want to talk about the this motherfucker's spit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carmen, where do you want to go with this? Come to my farm, got... guys. Come to yeah. my farm. We'll talk about the Illuminati. Yeah. It's, a, it's Illuminati goat therapy that we do where you hold a goat yeah. and pet it and we talk about the Illuminati. Your, uh, your brand that you burn onto them is a Q. <laughs> I want to clarify. There is a difference between people believing in the Illuminati and Q people. Okay. There's a, 
there's listen, there's a mirror, there's a spectrum as far as conspiracy goes. And there are people that believe there are lizard people that also are not Q people, you know. Well, sure. I mean, Illumin Illuminati people are fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's start yeah, with that. Illuminati people are more fun. Yes. Uh, and then yeah, second of can, all, you're you can right. take them for a, a spin at a party and they're not gonna upset anybody really, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, me and DJ discovered on Into the Abyss when we spent a whole year doing conspiracy theories that uh, lizard people conspiracy was literally started by a guy who hates Jews, and he meant Jews because at first yeah, we were like, man, at first we were like, nah, and we talked about this on Well Read too. At first we were like, nope, lizard people just means rich people, and then the anti-Semitic people just try to take it from us like they always do. They keep taking our fun <laughs> stuff, like Hawaiian shirts. You know, like you not just can't everything have is anything. Jews, you fucking psychos. Right. <laughs> and, we, and then we looked it up and we were like, nope, this literally was started no, by a guy whose the, whole yeah. thing is it's the Jews. It's the Jews, yeah. Uh, well, that's, that was the whole, like, it, 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 yeah, it, it, um, it was a bummer because I remember talking to somebody, starting to talk to somebody about it. And then I was go getting them to go down the rabbit hole. And then we got to that part of it. I was like, oh, you just you just hate Jews. Yeah, I can't yeah. get down with that. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think any people is cool enough to be that fucking different. <laughs> yeah. 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 Jews can reclaim it and make it yeah. into like a Mormon religion. Like, yeah, some of us believe we are from other planets and made our religions. You know, yeah. Rule. Yeah. Uh, yeah. well, here's a, maybe a less uh, sticky topic that I thought of. Okay. Uh, I'll go first. What is your favorite or most memorable field trip from a child or just any that you remember? Mine is the Lost Sea. Which oh, is yes. An underground cavern and lake in yes. Sweetwater, Tennessee, that because it was in Sweetwater, because we were going, because my aunt Nancy lived in Sweetwater and she was super cool, but she was a single mom and a bartender. And every time I went and stayed with her, we stayed in the poorest parts of Sweetwater. Mm -hmm. I was like in third grade, Mr. Incredulous, Drew Morgan, contrarian, like this is going to suck. Going to some dumb fucking sure. cave. It's not going to be cool. It's never been on TV. There's no way that a cave in Sweetwater is that rad. And holy shit, it's like two miles <laughs> Yeah. It's huge. I thought it was going to be like, yeah, you're going to see it, and 10 minutes later it's going to be over. We got on like three boats. Yeah, I got blind oh, wow. fish. Yeah, there's blind fish down there. I remember going into the caves. Uh, it wasn't for a field trip, but I went with my parents on a – it was like a vacation. My dad wanted me – I'd never seen so, so he was just like – Let's just drive north till she sees snow. By the way, this was on a Thursday. I had school the next day. Psycho, but all right, let's go. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We ended up going to uh, back when Ruby mental illness Falls. was fun before they yeah. took away all our hits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we went to uh, Ruby Falls, and then we went to all those little caverns and stuff uh, like that. And yeah. The first time I'd ever seen a stalagmite and all that shit. And yeah. I, I, it was also when I learned that my mother was claustrophobic. Like we didn't, I we didn't know. But uh, back my mom when was, mental uh, illness was fun, yeah. <laughs> Before you didn't acutely aware, it was just bizarre, you know. Um, <laughs> so we what were just in there. <laughs> yeah, my dad's like crawling into these tiny spaces, and my mom's like in the back of the the like the tour group. My mom's in the back going, <gasps> and I'm like, "What's the matter, mom?" And then me and my mom, me and my dad just started busting my mom's balls, just making fun of her. <laughs> what do you got, cave 
<laughs> I'm going because I'm, you know, I'm a little kid, so I'm crawling in these. Like, mommy, you want to come in? Come on! Come in the hole with me. Come in the cave. It'll be fun. My mom's like, I gotta get out of here. I need a cigarette. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> DJ, baby, you got any field trip memories? Man, I always like that uh, uh, that dinosaur shit. Did y'all ever have that dinosaur thing come to y'all's town? Where it was like the animatronic dinosaurs and you walked oh, around. It came to Knoxville and my mom took me to it. Yeah, I like oh. that motherfucker. Dude, I remember they were outside with a piece of foam that they used for the skin to show you that it wasn't real. They just like had an old one's, you know, like a piece of foam. And I, it, it like... It, I was like seven and it was kind of a letdown for me to just immediately walk in and they'd be like, it ain't real, you know? And I <laughs> Come on, let me fake it for a little bit. Yeah, I remember my mom was mad for two months about that. Like for two months, my mom was like, <laughs> we paid $20 and they took away the excitement right at the beginning. Can you believe that, Doug? My dad was like, yeah, I can believe it. They didn't yeah. want kids to have a cave asthma attack. Yeah. <laughs> But our, our field trips were always like shit in Orlando because we were in Orlando, so it was always like a theme park or something. Like we went oh, to really, we went to Universal, and I was like, damn. "What the fuck are we supposed to be learning here?" You was know? it cool, or did you get? God damn, cool. it was, yeah, a bunch of fucking other fifteen-year-olds going to Universal. Yeah, of course. It God, was cool. yeah. Did you guys get drunk? No. Ah. Uh, you smoke well, way we're down. In middle school. <laughs> <laughs> we're in middle school. People weren't doing that shit till high school. My, my, I mean, I'm certain people were, but we were. Oh, I, I misunderstood you. I thought you said 15 year olds. Um, can you sneak into any of those? Like, you grew up around them in Orlando. Is it possible to sneak in? Mm, it's pretty difficult. Just you know, just ask somebody that works there to get you in for free. Right. Yeah. There's just no reason to. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> That makes sense. I'm trying to think of any local field trips we went to. I swear to God, all we did was the prison. That's the only local field trip. <laughs> oh, dude, we did a field trip where we went to like juvie, where it was like, these are bad kids. I don't think whatever. that was a field trip. It was just I like, got arrested again, so they, uh, so they brought me. But yeah, they, we, I remember having to take a tour of a, the juvenile detention center thing. My, uh, my favorite English teacher, her one elective that she taught was intro to psychology because she had a psychology degree as well. Mm -hmm. And then she took us to the prison as part of the psychology class. I don't remember how she worked it in. I mean, she's, she was a great teacher. She still is. But in retrospect, it was a very strange thing to do. And they would walk us across the yard. And mm -hmm. I don't know whose idea that was, but I know that every year that was part of the psychology class. Like if you sign up for the psychology class, it'd be like, you got to walk across the yard. And every time the dudes would single out one guy and they singled out the quietest, most shy, awkward, backward dude and kept talking about how cute his ears were. And, um, it was, uh, you know, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> I think, I think that class was just her working on her thesis, bro. Yeah, I right. think she was, she's, so anyway, she's DJ, I wanted to ask you. Dude, that's I know. So DJ, insane. DJ, I, I insane. Why, why were y'all so mean to my friend Andy? Like, why did y'all do that? Dude, that's all they did was talk about his ears. Dude, he's so lucky. He's well, so lucky. Not really. Here's what happened. I'll give you the whole story. He, they said, look at his ears. His ears turned red 
when he got embarrassed when they were talking about him. So then they kept talking about his ears, and they definitely said things like, I bet my dick would fit in his ears. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, that woman's definitely working on a paper on the yeah. psychological effects of bringing children to a prison <laughs> at a particular age. Dude. <laughs> One of them also said they're big she's enough filming for me to hold the whole on time. to. <laughs> <laughs> She's got all these movies. Up, yeah, she's got a close-up of his ears turning red and then I'm saying this shit back to him. <laughs> it sounds like your teacher wasn't that great, actually. It sounds like she's just more of a bully. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I would say that that is definitely a huge red flag. I don't know why anybody would do that. That's insane. Yeah, that's sure insane. The teachers Sure, the teachers in Florida fuck their kids, but at least they're not torturing them. <laughs> that is you know? torture, it is. <laughs> it is. One of them it said is. he can grab his ears and use them as handles. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's yeah, fucking dude. awful. That's, that's a so that's awful. A guy that's, gonna, that's a dude that's going to pay fucking, you know, $6,300 and get his ears pinned when the second he gets enough money. Yeah. Loves, uh, the richest family in town. They used to have Scrip. They own all the logging business, and they pay people in company money back in the day. So, uh, A, he deserved it, and B, he got the money to fix the mirrors. I hope he does. <laughs> they were my Damn. grandma's neighbors. So you're on the prisoner's side, side about it? <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Am I right, guys? Is that the same prison your brother went to? Uh, he, he spent some time in that one, yeah. That's uh, insane, man. He also probably went on that field trip. Um, so I guess it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He had the opposite effect. He's like, you know, this isn't that bad. You know what? This guy's, guy's going to bust my balls. I can beat that guy up. I, 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 I dare you to touch my ears, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but for real, tell him I said hi. Okay, <laughs> Carmen, we have a plan, DJ, where Carmen is going to be uh, marry my brother when he gets out, and I'm all about it. I don't, I don't think she'll be all about it when she meets him, but I do, I do like, <laughs> I do like that you like the idea of it, Carmen. It'll be a wild ride, you know that. <laughs> <It'll> be- <laughs> yeah, dude, if he's if he's only had bussy, then for how long has he been in there? Yeah. If he's only had butt for yeah, dude. It'll Eleven be a nice years. Change of pace. Yeah, Ten. it'll be a nice change of pace. It'll be exciting. when he gets out. It'll be almost thirteen. I know that. Man, it's so crazy. I'm going through my Rolodex of like prison stories that I like. I want to say, and like I was like, they're all. As I want. I always wonder, like, so when you say that. When you say that they walked you over there across from like, uh, from uh, the yard and all that stuff, and they were yelling at y'all, man. I can remember like looking back and just seeing like, like 10, 15 dudes just jacking off <laughs> in the yard. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. On people on on guards. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't you all love vitamin D while you're getting out the demons? Come on. My understanding, DJ, from my brother, and maybe you can comment on this from your memory, is like you can get beat up for that kind of thing, especially if kids are around. So I assume that's what prevented it from happening. Like jacking off on a guard, totally acceptable. But jacking off near where like families, near where families are, they don't stand for that. The reason I brought that up is there was a dude who was fucking his girlfriend in the corner on a visit once. He had paid off a guard to like let him kind of go, and he hiked her skirt up. You could tell what was happening. But 
my brother said that somebody beat that dude by half to death because their kids were there. Well, it's always different. Everywhere is different. I can almost 100% yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, I mean, pay the guard to go to the bathroom or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I would say the guard wouldn't let that fly because you get might get a weapon or whatever. I don't know. Look, mm-hmm. man, you know, I'm when it comes to negotiating with guards and trying to get your dick wet, it's not something that I have a lot of experience with. Sure. Uh, DJ, I don't think does, and he'd be the closest we have. So you know, yeah, absolutely not. Did y'all hear about that? <laughs> did, did did y'all did y'all hear about that uh, that prison guard that uh, ran off with that with one boy? And yeah, then maybe she like yeah, man. Wait, God, what? Man. The guard b- helped bust somebody out that they were in love with. Yeah, in Alabama, oh. and he had like he had he had he was like a terrible person, apparently, like super, like racist dude who was like the guard or the prisoner. The prisoner. Oh, oh yeah, I guess she had to have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alabama. Yeah, dude. I don't know anybody. How about we I don't should know. make that rom com, guys? Let's write that rom com together. We're two <laughs> yes! awful people. Two awful people run off in the sunset together. (laughs) A breakout role. Um, God, I I guarantee it was fucking crazy. Just a meth-fueled, racist, goddamn odyssey. Oh, God. It probably got dark. Oh, God. It was bad. It was bad. I bet, though, that, that she came harder than she's ever come after she broke him out. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? Really yeah, man. And then she him? shot herself when they, they got caught. <laughs> what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. to at oh, that fine. point. I mean, that still works for the ending of the movie. I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's yeah, it's right. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's it's also, yeah. Bad people. They still deserve to die. Get it, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll work. It'll work. Yeah, it's a great um. ending. It's a happy ending because it's a rom-com. <laughs> and it's also a great spot to cut to our sponsors for this week. <laughs> 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 And welcome back to the Well Red Beard Podcast. It is my last Well Red Beard, guys. It is my last uh, uh, jaunt with with, uh, by myself or with Carmen, I guess is a more accurate way to say it. Uh, You've done a great job, Carmen. We really appreciate you. Everyone who comments has great things to say. That's wonderful. Yeah, most people say they don't miss them at all. Uh, I, think <laughs> I do think that's because the people who do miss them just aren't, you know, they like fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, well, we'll just skip this week. These few weeks, we'll just skip it. So three weeks. All right. Um, anyway, I've enjoyed having you. Uh, I've enjoyed you've being been on here. the road in the middle of it, too. You've been working, right? I have. Yeah, I just got back from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, super fun, you know. Um, it was good. It was weird to be up there because that's where my uh, my sister was living and stuff, and um, so it was kind of <laughs> funny to see all her BDSM friends at my uh, my shows and stuff like that, and them wanting to tell me all the stories about my sister and stuff, and I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, that's what people do when somebody dies mm-hmm. is they just share their experiences with them, but it's got to be. If it's weirder. Else, it's weirder real. when it's just all sex stories. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, obviously, you're a very open, non-judgmental person. You're yeah, actually yeah, one of the, a... You're actually one of the least judgmental 
judgmental people I've ever known. Does yeah. that make sense? You're mm-hmm. like super judgmental as a comic, but on a soul level, you have like no judgment about people. You'd be like, <laughs> no, the reason you're doing that is because you had a fucked up childhood and you need to forgive your dad. But I mean, that's fine. Like everybody's got their shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to, I want people to try to do better. That's all. That's yeah. the, my judgment is usually when it's like, my whole thing is, is like, a, I just have a higher tall. I don't know if it's because of, you know, I was basically raised by male comics, you know, as far as like all of my 20s was was, was hanging out with dudes in their late 30s and 40s. You know what I'm saying? So like I am I'm acutely aware of what self-destructive behavior looks like. My whole thing was like, Shit. oh, the cool, the, the way to do this is you can have self-destructive behavior as long as you put a cap on it. And as long as you're not hurting anybody else, you know? Right. I'm just talking about the stuff that just hurts you. If you're hurting other people, that's something different. That's like, you know, that's when it becomes predatory. That's when it becomes like, you know, like, that was the whole thing with my pops. Is like, it's like, dude, chill the fuck out. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, yeah. this, is, this ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I've said on here before, I think um, one of the best ways to judge whether or not somebody's a good person is, do they let their bullshit hurt them or everyone around them? Or some mix. Now, obviously, everyone hurts people, but like sure, some sure. people, it's like, wow, you you just stay hurting other people. You know, mm-hmm. that's what a shitty person is. Well, yeah, it's that. Um, and when it's that a whole other thing that hurt people, hurt people. But it's like acknowledge, like realizing that, acknowledging it, and then trying not to do it. That's the whole thing. right. Taking accountability and, yeah. and, and trying. To, yeah, absolutely. That's been the new thing I've been talking about is like, can we normalize uh, some women taking care of their fucking bullshit too? <laughs> it ain't just men's that got these problems. Oh, me and DJ don't know what you're talking about. Next no, topic. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, how'd the shows go though? The shows were great. Yeah. The shows were super fun. I haven't been able, like these are all indie produced shows. So it was like, um, I didn't have to worry as much about like being welcome back or whatever because it's yeah. like it's a bar or whatever. So it's like um, that was nice so that I could I could uh, get more loose on stage and kind of yeah. like figure some shit out. Like that's Man. Gonna, yes, at a at a club I'm just always especially if it's my first time because like all of these mm. this run that I've been doing this summer it's all places I'd never worked before you know so I'm just trying to go in there and do my best job and all that stuff and get welcome back all that shit. Right. And Don't get so too shows, drunk. Don't sleep yeah. with the staff. I mean, I did, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm such a shithead because I knew that and said it anyway. I did get fucked up, but, I did, but oddly enough, I guess I'm still charming enough where it worked out. Um, you guess. Yeah. But you've, been, you've been knowing you had the charm. I'm not going to say coasting, but you've been knowing that it's on there. <laughs> At least one of your tires is charm. You've been knowing that for years. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, just but now, but shows like this, then I can really like there was I think there was one show in particular where I was just, um, I was just in the in the pocket. So like I, you know, I did all the, I was just going off the rails with like some incomplete thoughts and figuring it out and stuff like that. And plus, up there, they're you know they're pretty fuddy duddy as far as audiences go. So it's also like having fun bullying them or pushing them around to being a little bit uncomfortable and being okay with it knowing that it's okay that they're still safe even though they're like what is you going oh it's okay there's tension that's going to be released all that stuff like all those um things on stage are super super duper fun you know where it's like oh is she going to be a dick she's not all right nice 
okay, cool. I thought she was going to be an asshole. And it's like, oh, no, different way, different way to be an asshole. Um, (laughs) So that was super fun. Uh, It was cool. I did some of the jokes about my sister in front of her um, friends, which I think they liked that I talked about her and stuff. So that was super cool. Um, I didn't do the meanest one because I thought that would be rude. Plus, it's like there's a shelf life to it, but uh, um, yeah, but it was, it was cool to it be was able until to talk. She died. That's when that was the shelf life. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's when I started doing the bit because it was oh, because okay, it was like okay. the the real rude joke was I was just like the biggest thing that ever happened to me happened to me, and then my sister dies, and it's like really, Michelle, you can't let me have anything, really. Right. It's always got to be yeah. <laughs> got to you in a cock block, my big moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny that this uh, person in that world, the sex world, pulled a cock block too. That's not you know they're supposed to be yeah. that. <laughs> right. I, I really identify with what you. Were saying about clubs versus indie produced shows mm. uh, we, i mean this we had a little microcosm of what you were talking about just in a week we had zanies and then one of uh melissa hahn model faces shows in oh, Asheville yeah, yeah. back to back and part of it i'm pretty comfortable with zanies sure. I, but that has its own set of tensions too because it's like how do we sell I love this club. I want to keep getting invited back here. You know what I mean? Like there's a part mm-hmm. of me that almost yeah. wonders if like, that's a different set of tension. Cause it's like, um, I don't know. I don't want to name a club, but if I was at certain other clubs, I'd be like, ah, fuck it. Maybe they'll have me back. Maybe they won't. Who gives a shit? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Zane's always been so good to me. And it was the first tour, first stop of the tour. I hadn't been on stage in a while. Uh, DJ, I know you'd done the Dillsborough show. I don't know how long it'd been for you. And we had a good crowd, but that place is big. You know, it was yeah. about the same number of people, but it was packed in Asheville. So then anyway, my point is we get to Asheville and, and we just let loose. DJ crushed. I was backstage. I mean, Carmen, he was getting big laughs without talking. Like he'd just look at them and then they would explode. Yeah. So I'm back there like, well, fucking awesome. I got to follow this. What am I going to do? Uh, I ended up getting up on the bar. Um, yeah, (laughs) yelling at some poor gay couple because they looked Amish because one of them didn't have a mustache. Mm. Um, it was a good, I don't know, it was a good time for the reasons you were talking about. Like, yeah, it's that freedom. The whole that's the whole thing is like, um, and that's the thing I don't think people realize is the part of this that makes it kind of a bummer is when you don't get to be free, like, and then because there's times when you have you have to not, yeah, um, well, I love both, I love the sure. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, well, I love it. yeah, no, you're right. I love the act, but I love hanging out at a bar too. But right. also working on new material, and you're working on your material, and you have this like, you have this certain that I guess that freedom, the the freedom that that allows too to be creative yeah. in that moment. Because I know exactly what you were talking about, like being in that pocket and being like, oh, this is how this joke goes, oh, yeah. or even this you is like this. That's not it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's what, so it's so for it's for you it's two cocktails and a one hitter on a show yeah. that you can be loose and that and sometimes you can get in the pocket. Okay, DJ, it's smoking a one hitter all day. Is that what it is? Yes, yeah, we talked about it the other day. Is that what you were and saying? Then, that you? No, yeah, you I didn't realize. Yeah, but then I forgot I had done smoke weed over at that person. I had been smoking weed all day. I forgot we were over at old buddy's house smoking weed. I had been smoking weed in the alley. Like <laughs> I smoking weed. Yeah, it's so funny. I was, dude, I was vibing, man. You ever just like, you know, just like we say when you hit that right, and you're just like, 
there's there's like whatever this is i'm having so much fun and like i'm i'm high to the point of like i don't know it's working like this is where i don't know i don't know you know i don't know what i'm talking about it's just great it's like a rapture no, it's, you're it's like a oh. sweet spot i call it the sweet spot yeah. where it's yeah. just where it's just enough it's just enough chemicals to lower your inhibitions and actually believe in how good you are at this that's really all it is that's oh it is. man yeah i'm firing well, on secret. all cylinders and this is it I mean, yeah we're good yeah well, th that's yeah. the drug is mm -hmm. believing that you are as good as the person who's never been to a comedy show and you're on fire thinks you are in that moment mm -hmm. and it's yeah. like how do you get there mine's i guess boring it's one shot of tequila and two beers and a little bit of kratom but i want to point out the way that y'all approach that calculus where uh carmen was like two cocktails hit a one hitter DJ was like, man, we just smoking weed at old buddy's house. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I had to get out of where the heads, because I, I was, you know, there were some dudes that were like, because um, uh, I, I play video games with Ron Funches on Twitch and stuff like that. And there was a bunch of those, those dudes, like his little followers that came, all came out to the show and they're all big weed heads. So it was like, we were, you know, it was just like, there was a lot of excess during the day. And then it was like, all right, I need two hours. I need a coffee. I had to. I had to get yeah, out of the uh, gas. Yeah, yeah, I had to get out yeah. of the gas so I could get into the sweet spot. <laughs> I was yeah, so I to get it. only a little bit fucked up, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, can man, do that. yes, yes. <laughs> It's where I'm like, all right, it. now I got to do all these chemicals to get back to center so I can just do the two cocktails and the one hitter and get back into the right amount. Because before, that's why it. I was like, man, this is why I don't do the dabs. It weighs me down too much. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was like, it's fine. I just need, I need to take an ibuprofen. I need to get a, uh, I need a coffee. I need an espresso. I need to pound me a alkaline water, and then I'll be good to go. I need it. It's good that you know what you need, though. Like, I can't. I I don't have a round two in me. Like I don't go day oh, drinking. Man, I mean, I've, I've I been touring smoke. with alcoholics for too many years, man. I had to. I had yeah. to know. You well, have to learn. I just, I just like, <laughs> I have to keep going. It's like if mm -hmm. I start drinking during the day, I'm gonna be sloppy tonight. If I go take mm -hmm. a nap, I'm gonna be horrible and a zombie. I mm -hmm. just gotta keep the fucking high going. Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite one of all time. We went to this rich guy's house in North Carolina. Who DJ? You stopped there a different time when Lydia was playing music. Um, mm. he was feeding us amazing food. He, like he, he owned a network, like a small reality show network and mm. was like trying to talk us into doing a reality show. Right. The, the long and short of it is that Trey and Corey got fucked up. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like Trey was lying on his back in the ground, on the ground, in the kitchen <laughs> of our little area, eating leftover chicken that he was sitting on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> screaming, <laughs> screaming, they never should have gave these rednecks money in the vein that Chappelle says they never should have gave these money yeah. in the sketch. They never should have gave these rednecks money. Just screaming. <laughs> and the guy comes in and he goes. Oh, boy drank so much he turned into an otter, dude. That's yes. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking at me and he's like, buddy, there ain't going to be no show tonight. Like, I don't, you know, look at him. Yeah. And uh, that guy comes in and he goes, hey, y'all need an Adderall? <laughs> I was gonna say you got an IV drip because that'll say yeah, yeah 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 yeah. Word Adderall got Trey out of the floor. <laughs> yes, I did. Damn. It went. He was, like an otter. 
He went from an otter to a meerkat. Especially because he had a belly at that time, too, because he looked like a meerkat. He sounded like a meerkat. He walked like one. And I never experienced that until then, though, just how quick certain – I mean, dude, it sobered him up. Yeah. It was wild. I didn't know that was that possible. was always I like that a, was a myth. I thought that, that was, was some always my whole thing with cocaine. Do it again. Sure, but no, I I watched it too, or just people too too fucked up, too drunk, and then somebody would would just either have a little bit of coke on them, and it's just like, oh, are we doing coke? And it's just like, no, I just got to drive home, so I'm doing bump, yeah. I'm doing a bump yeah. on the ride home, and that was it. And it was like, oh, cocaine is a tool. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I yeah. That. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that before. I've done yeah. that before. <laughs> I definitely have. DJ's out there on the farm, man. I can't get up with these cows again. He's got a he's got a knife that he's just cut on. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's he's chopping up the coke with a knife, and then he just keeps going and starts like slicing <laughs> yeah. a cow, like butchering a cow. <laughs> yeah. I'll be out there in them patties pulling them mushrooms up out of that motherfucker. That's what I would do. Woo! There has, to, there has to be one cokehead farmer that's existed. Dude, oh my God, dude. This probably, dude, Jesus Christ. All of them. Now on mass, probably. Yeah. But they're well, definitely cocaine. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely well, cocaine. I mean, definitely. why wouldn't you? Because then you just drink all night and then you do all of your farm shit and just keep it going and then go to bed at, you're, shit, you're done by 1 p.m. Yeah. Go to bed, bitch. Yeah. Get coked up by the tractor all day, baby. You. Dude, that cocaine makes farm equipment fun. Yeah. 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 Carmen, <laughs> plug your dates. Oh, yeah. CarmenMorales.com for all of your Carmen Morales needs. I'm going to a bunch of places. I'm going on tour with uh, Ron Funches. I'll, I'll be in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I'll be at the Neptune Theater in Seattle July 7th or 9th, 9th, July 9th. Going to Cobbs in San Francisco July 10th. Um, I'll be at the 10,000 Laughs Comedy Festival in Minneapolis in October. I'm going to Colorado. Colorado in uh, November. Um, you know, if uh, if you want to see me now, uh, get HBO Max and watch uh, my set on HBO Max if you haven't watched it yet. And if you have watched it, thank you, thank you so much. If you have watched it, um, tell her how good it is because that's <laughs> it is nice. Uh, but don't do the thing where people don't watch it and tell me how good it is. Anyways, I'd rather have the number than the compliment. If I'm being honest, because <laughs> that means money in the future for me. <laughs> yeah, go watch it. Get a free trial if you don't have it, and just do it. And then just remember to set an alarm it. on your phone. Set an alarm on your phone to cancel the trial, so then you'll get fucking mad at me because you ended up having to pay for HBO for a month. I'm not if trying you to get, get mad that on at my Carmen conscience. for that. Mm-mm. You're a piece of Mm-mm. shit. No, no, mm. no. Just see. Or use somebody else's login. What's up? Use somebody else's yeah, login. You can, you, I was going to say you can have mine. You can't have mine. I don't trust a lot of you. <laughs> um, DJ and I are going to be in Chattanooga June 10th. We're going to be in Birmingham June 22nd. You can go to Drew Morgan Comedy, DrewMorganComedy.com for those tickets. I will be in Denver and Fort Collins and. Um, Boulder. I couldn't remember the other one. Look at Nessie. 
Nessie's like, dude. Nessie's face with me doing my dates is like, you ain't gonna be in Denver. Nobody That's cares. how everybody listens when we start plugging things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nessie, uh, no cup for you in the morning. I see you over there trying to get a little nose on the knife too. Uh-uh, none for mm-hmm. you. None for you, little girl. Uh, we love you, Carmen. We love you. We love me, you, me and all my personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I love you both so much. Thanks for letting yeah, me be a, be a substitute teacher yeah. in this classroom. I love it. Well, Red fans, right um, I think that uh, your daddies are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> UK daddies are back in town. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to have so many amazing stories about how they ate British food and went to bed at 8 p.m. every night. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Grampies are back in town. That was that's a callback, DJ, to some shit Carmen and I were giving them last week. But uh, they'll be back next week. I'm gonna be honest. As far as that goes, if they are, I'm probably taking the week off. I've been doing a lot of heavy lifting around here, as you guys know. Little red beard in it. Uh, and uh, but anyway, uh, but I'll be on. Ahead. I'll be replacing Drew next week um, uh, when he's taking a week off. Fucking oh, <laughs> right on. Uh, so they'll be back. Everything should be getting back to normal-ish as far as that goes pretty soon. And well-read dates will be back up for October or November. I'm not sure they've decided yet. Uh, anyway, love everybody. Thanks to everyone. Uh, wait, I was going to sing the theme song that I made up, but I think I already have a recording. I'm just going to hit play on it. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the Well-Read Beard. Sorry you missed Corey and Trey, but they ain't here. So tune in next week if you like listening to me. Thank you, God bless you, and fuck the queen. Fuck the queen, old bitch.